Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside Davis Rangy. Producer Matthew will be here in a minute. And intern Bryson. Tennessee drops another one, this time to Texas A&M. Final score, 68-63. to And I'm just going to get this out of the way. That last possession, what in the world were we doing? You inbound the ball with 17.1 seconds left. You waste seven seconds getting the ball across the half-court line. In that situation, the defense's only concern is not getting a foul and not giving up a three. If you would have drove to the basket, just went up-tempo, go right to the basket, straight off the inbounds pass, you're going to be down by one. But guess what? That's a chance that you have to foul. And what does law of averages tell us? Law of averages tells us that if we go down – we make the layup, we foul, we're we're putting it in their hands at this point to try to make two straight free throws, and you never know what you're going to get in college basketball. So the odds are in your favor at that point because if they come down and they miss one of the two free throws, guess what? It's only a two-possession game. Then you can try to make the game-winning three. Then you can try to drive it, to the, or drive it through the lane. I don't know what I'm watching anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. I've seen all I need to see. I've heard all I need to hear. And we're going to get into a little bit more of this in just a minute. Davis, tell me what you need to know about last night or what you want to know. Yeah, so just right off the rip, I mean, going off of what Jake said, that was just terrible execution down the stretch. I mean, we talked about, or I texted y'all last night, we're down three. You don't need a, you don't need the jack up a three. I mean, whatever play that was where Olivier's dri- – I don't even know if it was a play. Was it even a play? No, we just lined up everybody on the three-point line. Olivier, and damn near half court. Olivier just shoots like a uh, one dribble left. Just a – I don't even know. That was like the one of the worst shot attempts I've ever seen. That's not who you want shooting the ball. And then, you know, we got lucky. We got gifted another opportunity because A&M hit it out of bounds. And coming out after the review, we had a great play set up. Just go to the rims. Zakai's Eagler, layup, easy. You should have done that the first time. And then, you know, we go down. So Tennessee, very very Tennessee-like. You get this actual – you actually do get the steal. And then, you know, you just turn it over immediately. You go down three. And that last possession with Ziegler, man, I mean, you had you still had a timeout left. What are you not using your timeout for? Right? There's no – no reason should you not use the timeout in that situation. I mean, Ziegler, how many minutes did he have last night? I'm sure close to 40. I know Santee had 36. He had 34. So he had a guy – your two best players on the team in that in that situation, your two best shooters on the floor, both played 34 and 36 minutes. They're tired as crap. I mean, you can see it on the last shot. Ziegler, it came – I don't even know if it hit the rim. Didn't look like it. And slipped out of his hands, and that was uh, just a pathetic late-game execution. And that's a game that, you know, we look at all the close games this year. I've got it pulled up right here. Back in November – or early December, excuse me, you beat Maryland at the Brooklyn tournament by three points – um, let's see what else. You beat Auburn by three, which really that probably should have went to overtime because Olivier didn't give him space to land, and that was just the one of the worst games of basketball I've ever seen. Lost to Vanderbilt by one, lost to Missouri by one, then you lost to A and M last night in a clo- another close game. So I mean, down the stretch we talked about it before, but you just don't have a go-to guy. You know, we're down three and we're scrambling. We don't know what we're doing. Zakai Ziegler's shooting, doing, but double between the legs, step back, one dribble, step back. Like that's not what you want and. We don't have a guy. We just we're frantic in late game situations. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have really any sense of direction on offense or identity still. And we have three games left in the regular season. And uh, I don't know, Matt. It's, the season's going into a tailspin, and 
I don't, I don't think adding Julian Phillips or Triple J, either of the two, or both, is really going to help you in the situation. Uh, I mean, it just kind of looks like we've mailed it in, and that's very disappointing to see in Rick Barnes' eighth season. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say other than what we've been saying for the last month. Seems like every show. Um, but a few things is Rick Barnes, his late game coaching is – uh, at this point, uh, laughable. I mean, frustrating, obviously, but laughable. Um, somebody's got to tell him you can't you can't bring that extra time out home to Knoxville with you. You've got to use that, especially when you just saw Olivier, as Davis talked about, absolutely heave a three pointer. I mean, we all knew that that was off. Like every every single person watching that, that's like one of the least. I wouldn't out of anybody on the team. That's not who I would expect to take that last shot. I mean. If you're going to try to set up Olivier, at least set a pick and roll, pick and pop, because no one's going to go out and guard him on three. But, no, you just hand it off to him, dribble handoff, one dribble left, and shoots like a contested it's, three. Yeah, it's not even like it was an open three. No, it was it contested. Um, and, and somebody – I mean, I got it. Where is Josiah Jordan-James? I mean, Santi's coming off a, a 103 fever or whatever. He's sick, and he's out there playing 36 minutes. We, I mean, Jimmy Dyke said it last night. He looked fine in warm-ups. He had no idea wasn't he, why he wasn't playing. And I've got the same question. Where's Josiah? So, uh, what have I walked into? Give your ask. thoughts about the game. Yeah, I mean, give, give me your thoughts. Just, I mean, if you have any thoughts. Because we're sitting here, we're preaching the same thing that we've been preaching for, for the months. past two months. <laughs> and specifically, late, we've been talking about the late game execution. But okay, whatever you okay say. here we go, man. A late game execution. Why in the hell is Olivier taking a three? <laughs> Why? Why in Why in the world is he taking a three ever? Let's be honest, man. Ever? What does he do? When does he ever make a three besides there's no one within fifty feet of him? He made some at Arizona, but that was in December. Yeah. Okay. Back in back in 2022. So basically, and then Zagai Zigu. He. I mean, he didn't play a great game last night. The shot went up. I mean, he had to use that crappy Adidas ball. Slippery as hell. Yep. And I mean, you can't. We talk. I heard, but go back to that last play, and you saw Tyreek Key, who was had a better look than what Zakai had. And I heard Bryson talk about the timeout. You can't. Okay, when we stole the ball, why were you not calling a timeout immediately? Why are you trying to pass the ball? I know Viscovi almost had a triple double last night, but immediately you get that steal. Rick Barnes should have called a timeout easily. Why? Yeah, why, done that. why are you not in the officials here? You screaming timeout? Yes. I mean, Buzz Williams called a timeout right before that. Exactly. They won before and they got the ball, even though he didn't have possession. Yeah, they got yeah. the timeout. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this before we get to the phones: there was one player in particular that made me jump out of my seat because I was so mad. And it was when Vescovi had the ball on the right wing. This is in the second half. Toby Awaka's cutting to the basket on a fast break, or you know exactly <laughs> oh what my, I'm talking about. There was three plays last night where uh, one of our players just went naked to the rim, basically, and he was wide open, and no one had the eyes to find had him. both hands up, like, give me the damn ball. I'm like, open. Give me the ball. <laughs> also, I want to point out something. I don't know if y'all noticed this. I didn't get to watch the entire game. I watched about the last five minutes, and then I got to catch a little bit of the first half. I was busy last night, but... Why do we pump fake so damn much? You're open. Quit pump faking. Pump fake. Ah, just go up into the lane. Yeah, no I one agree. on you. Shoot. You're open the first time. Shoot the damn ball. Just shoot the ball, man. Shoot the ball. There's no reason to pump fake like you're scared of somebody. Shoot the they ball. They bite on all of them, but you're waiting until they get out there. You're open already the first time. Shoot it the first time. It's Stop funny you thinking. mentioned that. I, I counted a possession where we pump fake. Pump faked five times and three of the shots were open. <laughs> oh, one more thing, Jay, before we go to the phones. Okay, I I understand Tyreek Key is a veteran and he's a old, the old guy on this team, but sure. why does he get the most like 
why does he get chewed out the most out of anybody I've ever seen almost? Because he's in the same category Rick, as Justin Powell. It's just the guy that he picks on. Rick Barnes just gets in his ass about every little mistake, and I'll give him credit. The one three he did make, it was right after he chewed him out, and it was beautiful. But, I mean, that's that's a – when you have a coach ripping into you like that, man, for every little mistake, you're playing – you're going to play scared. You're not going to want to make a mistake because you know you're going to get your ass chewed out if you do. That's all that happens. Let's go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Philly is first. What do you say, Philly? Y'all feeling better? No. No. <laughs> That's good. Matthew uh, got in there. He's sonky fired up. You know. Matthew's he's mad. mad. He's mad. I'm just tired of it, man. Just distraught. I'm tired of the eight years of this. Exhausted. Man. Distraught. Not gloomy. Yeah. I don't know what else. Lethargic. To say. Yep. Well, that's better than three o'clock in the Libertad. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, call that like it is. Talking about <laughs> vaccines and all this, Phil. Yeah, and somebody called in, called them out, and then they flushed them. Kind of cool, you know. And uh, the thing is, like, I could probably name about three instances in the past 12 months where, where that has reigned true. Huh. I mean, you all know, that's for sure. Well, last night was a beautiful one, and uh, Ziggler, terrible shot in, and y'all say, why didn't they call a timeout? I mean, they had it one in the pocket. I mean, I mean, Vescovi's the only guy out there to uh, let him shoot it. I mean, I don't know how he can design a play for Vescovi to shoot it. I don't. I mean, it's just it's it's comical at this point. Phil, I mean, did you hear what Rick Barnes had to say after the game? Yeah, I heard that slop. Or Bob Kessel even asking tough questions and he couldn't even answer them. Well, I mean, good on Bob. Good on Bob Kessel. Of course, they scrubbed the audio, so there's no uh, you can't go back and watch the recording because you know we got to protect Rick Barnes at all costs. You can't criticize him. Yeah, you might. Well, that's why I call it state run or snooze machine. What do you want to call it? Well, I mean, there's a reason the wool's getting a little thick on them things, Phil. Is Jemai is well, Jemai Meshek the second best player on this team now? Yeah, that well, guy actually goes out and hustles. He, he actually plays hard. And uh, Tyrant Key's two for seventeen in the last few games, so I, I understand why Barnes is discussing. Of course, Barnes put him in the damn game. Oh, that BJ sitting right on the bench. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, it, it's ridiculous, isn't it? They got three top 100 players sitting on the bench, I'm, and they're all slashers. Hey, that's the scout I, team, Phil. I know DJ. Je- I was la- every time I see DJ Jefferson in the in the line after the game, he has his he takes his warm up off. Like he's ready to go in the game. Like he's probably like antsy as hell over there, just itching to get in. But they're not gonna play him. They don't want to play no. Everybody's got a, it's an alpha dog. They just want to play these softies that uh, can't get nothing done. Well, Phil, I mean, We're you soft. call you called it. the Charmin. Look at us. I mean, you're not wrong, Phil. I mean, you look at everything. It's like these guys, I think Christopher Gabriel even said it on the drive. They're mentally soft. Yeah. And Ray Barnes is soft. I mean, he, he talks tough and, you know, uh, gets on the players. But in the end, he's soft. He's got a soft program. Well, That's why he folds like a cheap tent. He's gone past the Sweet 16 once in 14 years at Texas and Tennessee. It's 20 years exactly since he made the Final Four. 20 years. It's ridiculous. I mean, it took Dale Earnhardt 20 tries to win the Daytona 500, but Dale Earnhardt's not sitting on the sideline over there. Well, he's Dale Earnhardt went out in the blaze of glory. I mean, collector, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Just collect check. And I don't know what. I hope the hell he hurry up and retire. You know what? Well, hey, Shannon, Shannon, they'll probably be ready for him, you know. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, my guy that I wanted us to go get, I mean, he's in trouble down at Alabama. Got all well, that crap going on down there. And that, that's a 
that's awful down there. I mean, uh, they're, they're covering up it, and Brandon Miller should have been kicked off the team, and along with that uh, other player. I mean, there's no damage control. It's all about winning at all costs. That's, but that's Bammer Zammer. They'll do anything to win the game. It's the scummiest program across the board. As an athletic department across the board, they are the scummiest athletic department in America. There's no doubt about it. Damn, that's pretty cool. Camel County coming out of you, you know. I mean, Phil, you get me mad enough, it comes out. Well, hell, it makes Kentucky look good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, Phil. Oh, uh, well, at least Kentucky's got some standards. Uh, I mean, I see Rick Patino got cleared today. I see you more cool. Yeah, I wish the Tennessee and Irish would put him a fog paw over it, Bill Gibbs Hall, you know. <laughs> Well, nice. uh, he, wins he wins games. He wins games. Well, got to get ball players. What's all about? Look at Alabama. Right. Man, good lord! I don't know. This world's just coming. It's just strange, you know. You got these young guys with you, but they seem they're pretty level-headed. I, huh? maybe it's cause it's the Jake the Snake uh, impact. I guess you know. Well, I mean, I wish that everybody could see it the way we see it phil but you still got people that think that in football it's all on the coach but in basketball it's all on the players and nobody wants to blame the coach because rick barnes isn't shooting the three-pointers rick barnes isn't shooting the free throws everything that we've preached to you in the past few weeks those people are still going to believe that they're going to ride on that hill until they die they're soft too now they're just as soft as the program yep they're losers is what they are yep you know we want to win Grow. I'm proud of being bad, ain't you? Grow a pair. I want to win. I mean, that last night looked like Buzz Peterson reincarnated, didn't it? Or Wade, I mean, not Wade Houston. Well, he's horrible, too. But uh, uh, Consul Martin was bad in the last minutes of games also. Remember that? Hey, here's just something to think about, Phil. Conzo Martin has made it just as far in the NCAA tournament as Rick Barnes has here at Tennessee. Wow. Ain't that beautiful? Yeah, it is. <laughs> You remember Tyler Smith? Oh, yeah, Tyler Smith. That whole crew. Yeah, they got rid of him. And then the fired butt Pearl. And uh, and Alabama's going to keep Oates. They're going to keep Brandon Miller. I mean, it's uh, – I mean, Tyler Smith didn't kill nobody with a gun, did he? No, but Brian Williams had a bag of weed and it had his name on it, and he told the cop that it wasn't his weed. Well. That was my favorite part of that story is Brian Williams just completely denied it. <laughs> They showed him the bag that had his name on it, and they said, is this yours? And he said no. Makes sense. Well, there's something to be said, but tell the truth if you're not. Well, I like Brian Williams. I do, too. He's, you know, this uh, thing down in Alabama, though, it seems like the story changes every few hours now, don't it? You notice that? It's, uh, it's very interesting. That's, I mean, that's the, a good way to put it. The lawyer's statement, Brandon Miller's lawyer, it just – all right, it just doesn't add up, man. I mean, how do you not know that a loaded gun is in your back seat? Well, I mean, the text message to Brandon Miller said, "Hey, I need you to bring my gun." This guy's talking bleep. And then one text message was, "There's like there's one hot," which means there was one in the chamber. So obviously they knew there was yeah. a loaded gun. There's one in the head. Yep. Heat is in the hat. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. All this. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can decipher these messages pretty fast over here. <laughs> Well, I like Matthews, cool as hell, you know. <laughs> he is. That's why I got him, Phil. Jeez. 
Jeez, I gotta drink some beer, y'all. I mean, you know, it'd be a knockdown drag out, you know. Oh, could you imagine us watching the first game of the NCAA tournament together, and we get a five seed and get paired up with a good twelve, and we're sitting there just drinking and drinking and drinking, and every last one of us gets thrown out of the bar like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well, I'll tell you right now. We're going to lose first round the NCAA tournament. I think Tennessee won't win in their game the rest of the year. What about that? South Carolina would be the only one. We'd be lucky to win Saturday. That's how. I mean, you got to at least win Saturday. Is is it that Tennessee? It's here. It's here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but South Carolina's playing better. And I mean, you beat them by what, 43 points at their place? Like, they're not, they're going to remember that. Yeah, Rick Barnes, uh, He's just wondering what kind of raises he's going to get. Of course, he won't get no bonuses this year, will he? Uh, no. NCAA tournament. Unless uh, Rick Barnes has a Kimball Walker-type run and wins the SEC championship and the national championship, it's then maybe. Happening. We don't have a Kimball Walker, though. I didn't yeah, say, or I'm saying we Walker did. Yeah, there, Matthew. We don't have a Tabo Cephalosha. We don't have anybody <laughs> on this yeah. team. Nobody moves the needle well, for me. Yeah, we got Comwall, though. <laughs> <laughs> we got Comwall and Euros. You know what? Uh, all honest, this team will be better next year. The only player they're going to miss is Scott because he is tough and he, he can score points. But the rest of those players are – I'll be so damn glad they're gone, you know. And Keaton can go back to where he's from, too. I mean, good Lord, he's awful. Oh, man. Very unlikable group, to say the least. Yes, to say, to say the least. <laughs> well, well, like I can talk to y'all about getting cut off or ridiculed every time I call that three o'clock show. They like to ridicule everything, I, even though that they know I'm going to tell them the truth. Yep, I don't know what it is, Phil. It's almost like they're afraid of you. Yeah, I ain't afraid to call though. You know, I'm not afraid of anybody unless they're so, or they're smarter than me. Where's that guy that always calls for me every, every show? Like he, he, Bob or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, he's on hold. Oh, is he? Yeah. When's Winchester going to call in? I don't know. I've been waiting on one of his calls. That way he can call in and talk about how he feels. He's probably been too drunk watching uh, the collector's offense, you know? Uh, it's NASCAR season. We've switched over to NASCAR. And if we lose on Saturday... I will be putting the pedal to the metal and turning left every day on this show. Oh, man. We lose Saturday, man. Oh, in that case, please win Saturday. Yeah, please, please win. I, I, I want to be able to speak on this show. I don't want to have to listen to NASCAR for two straight hours. Oh, speaking of, JL still will be joining us again on Friday. He might be doing a weekly appearance through the NASCAR schedule. 36 weeks, boys. You heard Phil. He wants to hear fake Bob. So let's get him in here. What do you say, fake Bob? Man, you know you made it when uh, Philly's bringing you up. Hey, Philly's the goat, man. I know. It's like a time this week I've had to follow him, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should talk back later. Yeah, Philly is uh, Philly's just going to call in. He's going to tell it how it is. And, you know, right now, fake Bob, we are sitting here. We're trying to just figure out what in the world is going on with our basketball program. And, you know. There's no real answers. That's the thing is there is no answer. Tried for two months. You look at it, you got five games left this season, guaranteed five, and you're looking maybe at winning just one of them. That's it. And if South Carolina comes in here and hits shots and actually comes to play, I mean, you can't even chalk that up as an easy win anymore. Speaking of that game, I have some tickets to give away if you 
want those tickets, go retweet, like, follow Just Homes Group, follow me, and we will put you in the drawing, have your chance at winning those tickets. But I'm, I know last night a lot of fans were complaining about Pat Adams and the fouls that were called. And I mean, there was fouls called every time down the court. It didn't matter what side of the court. But when it comes down to it, the free throws, they were just more aggressive, driving to the basket and getting it in bad positioning. And we just don't do that to teams. Referees are not the reason that you're in the skid. I mean, no. every no. time we lose – past five out of the seven games now it's been the referee's fault no it's not not the referee's fault and rick barnes wants to blame stuff that happened earlier in the game and not put as much emphasis on what happened at the end of the game on that final possession well guess what you know it doesn't matter what happened earlier in the game because guess what you were in that position that's the thing is you put yourself in that position and you have to go execute on that possession my god Come on. I think, didn't, he, didn't he make it two threes last night? I, uh, he made I think one. so. I know he was four of nine. So, like, I wouldn't even mind if he would have got that shot off if he was actually set and they ran a kind of play, but him dribbling the ball and doing a pull-up runner, that was I, – I just didn't understand that at all. Like, I, I was like, what is going on? Cam Watt shot two last night, so before that crazy shot, he was only shot one and made one. And then that, that, I don't know if y'all remember that play where he gets the ball stolen from him when he gets the rebound yes. or the pass. And it's just him and the guard basically just the guards between him and the basket. And he just kind of stands there and looks around. It was uh, like he was frozen. Yeah, yeah, I remember that play. Yeah. Literally stood there and dribbled it. And then just somebody ah. comes up and steals it. And he just looks around like he's lost or something. Like, dude, you're playing a basketball game, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw your tweet. You were so flustered. It was like, what the hell was was I was like, I don't even know, man. It's just. Uh, yeah, I was like, what the hell was uh, Olivier doing? Like, he, he, he could either shoot, pull up and shoot it. He could have backed down the, the guard, or he could just pass it. But he was just standing there. And then the guard got on. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's it just done stuff like that is the reason why we're losing these close games. And I. I... That's the thing is, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I've said all I need to say. I've said everything that we have thought about for the past two months. Everything that, you know, all of our callers have been thinking for the past two months. I'll, uh, we'll revisit this in three weeks when we get bounced out in the first round, maybe second at best. Oh, we're going to get matched up with some 12 or 11. That's going to just, I mean, all it takes. And I, I tweeted that last night. To beat Tennessee, you just have to have decent size, decent size guards that can hit some shots, and then a skilled big man, and we're done for. And shut down Vascovi. Do that, you're set. Yeah. And, you, and uh, also, you might as well just foul us every time down down the floor because we can't make free throws besides last night. Basically, I would hack a shack everybody except maybe Vascovi and Ziegler. Maybe. But and then with Ziegler. This is the third true road game that I've noticed that the environment has gotten to him. Like you could tell when he airballed that shot last night and they just kept parking on it. Like after that it was kinda like he was wouldn't fully engaged in the game at that point. And the tweets, I mean, come at the second time in about a week that he's come after the fan base. It's uh Well and the funny part about that was uh, I Get he he put that out there because he at least played, but Josiah retweeting it. 
Josiah. He ain't got no room to talk. You have no room to talk, man. You're a bum. Josiah, your college career is a failure. I mean, just tell it like it is, Matthew. But, I mean, here's the thing is, you know, he got called out last night by national media because he looked fine during warm-ups. And they were even asking on the broadcast, it's like, why is he not playing? I don't know why he's not playing. He looked ready to go during warm-ups. Yeah, and that's just made me like if that if that's true, like I just look at Josiah a different way because I mean you're a senior leader, you see your other seniors on the floor like giving it their all, and I mean Viscovi sicker than a dog, and you don't want to go out and play and say even if you're seventy five percent, it's just I don't know. But on my way out, uh, I hope that South Carolina fans grab their bulletproof vest on the way out the door. Hang up looking. <laughs> I just I just saw that tweet. Oh man, that's a that's a way it goes, I guess. Way she goes, bud. Yeah. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on. The- Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, everyone getting their frustrations out today. And uh, just to clarify, so the banner on ESPN was wrong last night. We did not have a timeout left with 17 seconds to go. Thank God. So, wait, who said that? Wait, is that like uh, – I don't even know, man. That's that's production problem. Yeah, that's – Well, that's speaking of production problems at ESPN, they had Memphis at number two Memphis – Last night on the ticker. <laughs> there it is. There it is. At number two, Memphis. Well, I mean, that's what happens, ESPN. You fire all your good talent. You don't let anybody in the world with a brain do anything in the production department or do anything on air, and you end up with what you got, a bunch of woke idiots. Yeah. Uh, ESPN's product just overall is falling downhill. Speaking of woke idiots, have you seen the uh, the viewership droppage in the NBA All Star oh game? Oh my gosh! It was down like twenty nine percent. Yeah, twenty nine percent, like four million viewers. Yeah, four, it's not real basketball. Yeah, four million viewers. It's the lowest one since like ever. I'm, I'm like the biggest diehard NBA fan ever, and I'm not. I didn't even watch it. Like, no. I, I couldn't watch it. It's just well, why would you? It's not competitive. It's boring. Jason Tatum like fifty five, but he was basically out there just training like. Yeah. With a trainer, as an open shots, man. It's terrible to watch. I mean, I'm not surprised, though, because, I mean, look at it, man. Look at it three years ago. Whatever it was that, uh... Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, where the intensity was actually there. Right after uh, Kobe died, and they did that little target score. Yep. And it worked for two years, now no one cares. Yep. Well, have you all went back and watched an All-Star game from the 90s? Yeah, I watched the, the I watched the one that had Kobe in it where he hit like three straight shots, and then Stephon Marbury came out and hit like three straight threes, and because it was competitive. Yes, guys actually wanted to win. There was a sense of pride in that. It's more competitive at uh, the UCLA Open runs in the summer, and the videos you see of them hooping at Lifetime than it is the All Star game by a million percent. It's more competitive at the Tennessee Recreational Facility that we hoop at. Occasionally. Occasionally. So why do we even have these All-Star games? Why do we have the Pro Bowl? The Pro Bowl's a joke. It's worse. <laughs> Maybe worse. Oh, also, 
Here's a fun fact. The Pro Bowl had more viewership than the All-Star game this year. You mean more people tune in for a flag football game yes. than what they did the NBA All-Star yes. game? Yes. Yes. Why do we even have these games it's, anymore? It, it's absolutely cooked. It's a money like, grab. That's all it is. The same thing in the in the Pro Bowl and in the All-Star game. Like, like who was it this year that dropped out? Kirk Cousins? Someone didn't decide not to go to the Pro Bowl this year. That's like... Like Josh Allen, a bunch of different people decided. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't decide to go, and then you know, this year you didn't have LeBron quit at halftime. Giannis quit because his hurt, his wrist is hurt. Steph didn't even show up. KD didn't even show up. Zion's on the couch eating ruffles, probably. Uh, I mean, there's no star power in this game. It was it's none. Pathetic. The only one that still holds any sort of merit is the MLB All Star Game because yeah. it means something. Yeah, yeah. Was that like two years ago? Liam Hendricks was mic'd up, and yeah. he was literally cussing on air because he was so mad yeah and I people mean, get into the home run derby yes they want to win that let's let's be honest here, man that dunk contest if it wasn't for mac mccong that dunk contest was, it would have been a flop was terrible jericho sims in the same dunk <laughs> twice same dunk twice and then grabbed an envelope and it literally said zero because he ripped the five <laughs> and a half <laughs> that's what he should have gave his dunk as a zero that dunk was terrible <sighs> he ripped the five and held up a zero. It took him like 30 seconds to even open the envelope. Well, let me ask you this. You know, how many dunks are there that we have not seen at this point? I mean, you had Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, guys like that, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, that have absolutely dominated the dunk contest, that have shown you everything you need to see. Okay, I thought it So, Jericho Sims, he was high enough to where he could have – Touched the ball on top of above the square and then yammed it back. Tomahawk. That would have been a more impressive dunk. Also, if someone came out there, jumped from the baseline and touched the top of the corner of the backboard and then slammed it, like that would. Uh, those those idea, are two man. dunks that have not happened. Here's yet. the idea: just go get like professional dunkers at this point, man. Go get like Jordan Kilgannon and those guys so you can literally just jump from the three point line and do something with them. Because the product we're putting on the floor right now, you had Jericho Sims. <laughs> Who what went to Texas? No clue. He's a bench rider. Yeah, exactly. Trey Murphy is a decent NBA player. Mac McClung just signed a ten day contract, so he would actually be in a Phillies jersey. Sixers. Whatever. Same thing. And <laughs> uh, what was the last guy? Oh, uh, uh, Kenyon Martin. Yeah, Jr. Kenyon Martin Jr. Sure, man. He, he. I don't know what he does in Houston, man. Nothing. Probably does the same thing. Uh, yeah, like Harden ten do. points at, or ten minutes a game. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, his daddy's rolling over in his grave watching that, and his daddy ain't even dead. Ooh, and the three-point contest, I mean, that was actually, I guess it was entertaining, but... It's the best well, At least there were some have. stars in that. Yeah, Dame, Jason Tatum. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, uh, Jason Tatum, Dame. Uh, I mean, Kevin Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy Heald had won it before. Yep, I mean, at least at least the three-point contest is always entertaining. It's the only thing they care about anymore. Skills challenge. Just get rid of the skills Don't challenge, man. Just, just get rid of it. Still king of the court, man. Yep, do, do, do LeBron versus Giannis versus KD. King of the court, do that. <laughs> Well, if y'all are getting tired of negativity, guess what? The baseball team is up sixteen to one in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah. Since, since I've gotten here, they haven't ha- they haven't recorded an out. <laughs> it was six. It was. You're six the reason to, this game is going to go on forever. It was six to one when I got here. That's fifteen or sixteen to one now. Sorry, <laughs> it's just fifteen to one before I turn my head. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel? How y'all doing, Steve? Bad. Bad. You know, before I get into the Tennessee Vols, you know, I have a theory about NBA basketball and why it's so bad and why it's not good until the playoffs. 
is I think that there is just so much, so many young people and young talented players that they're just not ready for the week. They're not. They're just not ready, and 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 all these one and dones, just like just like key like. Keon Johnson and Jaden Spring and all those guys, they're not ready to go to the league, but yet they're they're there. Well, another thing, too, they're not mentally prepared for it. You have a handful of guys who are mentally prepared for it, and the rest think that they're ready. They've been gaslighted and said that they're ready, but they're really not. And they're also immature. Like, I mean, we see it already with Ja. Like, they go out and they go buy grills and go out and try to act like a – a gangster, like, just go out there and play ball. Fake, fake thug. Yeah, fake thugs, man. Just go play ball. You've made it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I believe that, I believe that the NBA is going to have a problem in the next few years to a decade of where it's going to be not irrelevant, but it's going to, it's going to be a, a postseason sport because the regular season, up until after the All-Star break, it don't really, up until the All-Star break, it don't really matter. And when you, and and you see a, like a precedent with all these players opting out of contracts and demanding trades and stuff, I believe that they're on a slippery slope when it comes to making their 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 league reputable and and something that that the fans want to watch. Well, and too, you got to think about the fact that you've got teams like they're never going to return to relevancy as long as they don't have a star. Because guess what? All these stars that are being drafted. When it's time for that rookie deal to end up after the four years, because you know the team's got the option, you know they're going to go wherever they feel like they're going to win a championship. And I think uh, Dame or somebody said today that there needs to be like they need to start making like criteria for awards. Like DeRozan, DeRozan, DeRozan said it, but like you need to play like at least seventy-eight games. Yeah, he said become an MVP. Yeah, he said he said all eighty-two or minimum seventy-eight to be included in these awards. Well, Anthony Edwards had another good quote. Yeah, about that junk. And, and I love I love Ants, and then also like do it in their contracts, man. Put incentives in. Yes. Of the availability, you have to play. You must play if the, you want an extra five hundred thousand. Play the collective bargaining agreement that's going to come up. I think either next year or the year after that. There's, I think there's going to be a lockout because players are just going to keep doing this load management thing when they play thirty games a year, and it's just going to be ridiculous. Well, back to the Anthony Edwards quote, like he made a really good point because there's a lot of people that want to go to these games that might only be able to afford to go to one game a year. And if that one game a year is a game where an opposing team is coming in and their favorite player is on that opposing team, or even the home team, and they just decide not to play, you've just lost a fan by doing that. You know, David Stern did a lot to change the league and make it make it like watchable and make it a, make it a, a, make it a lot of interest in the fans. But I think they're on a slippery slope, and they got a lot to. There's a balancing act about to happen, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think I think they got a lot to figure out. But onto the balls, guys. I just don't like this team. <laughs> Same with us, man. Same with us. Yep. I mean, and man, I've tried to put all the all the criticism on the coaches because that's what you're supposed to do in a loss. But I mean, with the way that some of these guys are acting, it's just like you know. I don't know. I just. I'm Entitlement. They're acting like they're better than everyone else, and it's not true. You haven't done anything. I mean, what have well, they done? They won an know, SEC tournament. What does that, that mean? they got lucky with? Had had A and M not beaten Auburn, you would not have beaten Auburn in the SEC championship last year. Well, and let me ask you this: What does that do in the grand scheme of things? Nothing. Not a thing. To me, they're just a poorly constructed team, um, and it all started when you didn't get a backup point guard, or you didn't get a starting point guard. If Ziggler was going to be your backup. I mean, 
He's had to play out of position all year. Um, Kumwa's not a forward. He's a he's a shooting guard. That's what he wants to play. Um, you don't you, you don't really have you, you don't have a go to guy. And the, another thing, guys, and it's just I don't and, and like I said, I'm not I'm not wanting Barnes to off in the sunset. It, it's going to eventually happen. But he just coaches the offense right out of these guys, and um, he's not going to change. Uh, it's just that's just it's just the same old story. I mean, it's just same song, second verse. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what else we can really say at this point. I mean, we pretty much told everybody everything that we've been thinking, and now I just feel like a broken record every time we lose. Just repeating the same things over and over and over. It's like, hey, listen, we told you two months ago, even though this team was number two in the country, that they are not the best team in Tennessee history. They're probably not one of the top five teams in college basketball. College basketball is wide open this year, and we had a chance to take advantage of that when college basketball was down and down bad. I said this was the year that we need to take advantage of everyone around us being mediocre, and we couldn't do it. And, guys, listen, we – I mean, and I, I, got, I got to thinking about this. I listened to uh, listen to a lot of people talk about it. We could still get in that three line or because, because it's – because college basketball sucks, and we are not good. And we, you know what I'm saying? I mean, exactly what you're talking about. The door was wide open for us to have a successful season, and we just completely foobarred it. I mean, and and but we don't deserve we don't deserve anything more than a five seed. And you know that five twelve matchup, it's terrible, and that's fine. We're going to pack a lot, but I mean, I'm over this team. I'm over. I hope a lot of the seniors go on. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm glad they came here and all, but it's just we we need a reset, and I think we'll get it. Uh, y'all have a good night and go balls. Appreciate the phone call, Daniel. Jake, Matthew, uh, do you think that uh, like you said two months ago, if JP Ostrello comes here and Rick Bowens coaches the scoring ability out of him. I will make this show unlistenable <laughs> for anyone that has anything positive to say about Rick Barnes. I will make this show unlistenable. This is not he is, in. though. He will. It's not if, but it's when. I don't want to hype up this JP guy too much before he even steps foot on campus. But I mean, Go watch the film, man. He's a baller. I don't care if he's a baller because he's not going to be a baller. you got a couple here. guys in this class that are ballers. I mean, you, I mean, we're wasting one of them right now. I'm wasting three of them, actually. Three of them. Yeah. Three of them right now. And four more. Three more. I mean, how do you know until you give them a chance, man? Like, yeah. why did you, you just? Don't. Why did you all of a sudden just decide in the summer? Oh, we're gonna redshirt DJ Jefferson. Oh, Freddie, you want to come up in December? You're not gonna play. Like, why would he? I, my thing is, why would he even agree to that to come up early if he's if he's not not gonna play? My thing is, why why do you have B.J. Edwards come in? Like he's going to come in anyway, but why not play him? There's no way that he told DeLeon you're not going to play. Why even have Tom a reclass? That was the dumbest thing that he's ever done. I mean, why? I that mean, made absolutely no sense. I mean, let's be honest here, man. Uh, when you talk about... Uh, BHH reclass, too. Yeah, yeah, he did, too. We talk about players that come here and just we thought were ball players on film. Look at Josiah Jordan James. Five-star All-American. And what has he done here? Sit out games. Didn't he get cooked in the All Star or All American yes, game? He did. Yes, he, he went he from did. a five to a four. Yep. That's, that's your, that was your sign. <laughs> that was your sign right there. After one game, he went down a store because he actually played talent. You know what? <sighs> Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Do not mind the English. 
know it. He ain't gonna win. You know it, and I know it. He ain't gonna win. You know it, and I know it. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, that is the Phil mixtape to Ice Cream Paint Job. Some uh, some of my better work on that one. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Been waiting on this call. Roberto is next. What do you say, Berto? Good evening, gents. I will, I will give you a heads up. Uh, Lindsey Nelson and I, me and the kids went over. I had to leave because, you know, we have school and stuff tomorrow. Right. Uh, but uh, Charlie Taylor is a two-bagger away from hitting for the cycle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my uh, goodness. I yeah. just realized what the score was. It was 16-1 to yeah. one when I turned back around. It's 21-1. to one. 15 you know, I think runs, they're trying man. to get another at-bat for him. I think that's why we keep scoring. They've had one out for, like, over a half hour. Yep. Yep. Ever since it's, I walked uh, in the studio. That was 15, it's 15 runs this inning, yep. man. Six to one when I walked in here. Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, balls are back. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, you, you triggered me a minute ago and almost drove off into the river, but I do have my kids in the car, so I decided not to. That's good. I hate this Tennessee basketball team. <laughs> you're not the first to say it. You're second, not going to be the second last. Second person in a row, second one. <laughs> I, 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 I thought – Early in the year, I was like, I'm really going to like this team. I like their tenacity. They play hard on defense. They're not great offensively, but I can live with that as long as you play hard on defense. They're soft. Defense has kind of fallen off a bit. Um, And I think the thing that pisses me off is we have a senior captain that is cleared to play and will not step on the court. (laughs) (laughs) He's our captain? You got, what, three seniors that are major role? Euros, Olivier, and Josiah. They contribute what well, exactly? I mean, Santi's a senior. Sorry, sorry. Yes, Santi. Well, I mean, Santi just trotted out there and almost dropped a triple double last night with a hundred three point eight temperature and thirty six minutes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, he's the best player on the court, honestly, for either team. When he's basically Adams, got the flu, he was definitely helpful for AT uh, for A Do what? When he's basically got the flu, he does have the flu, from what I understand, or did. But it doesn't matter, honestly. Um, Rick Barnes has lost control of this program. Uh, see also, Mark. Yeah, I'm just going to start calling him Mark Rick Barnes. I just feel like if you've got a senior captain that is willfully not playing, you have major issues. Yeah. Is hey, that a hot and, take? And, no, not at all. Like it's a hot take. He's protecting his draft stock. Yeah, I feel like Julian what Phillips. What draft stock? Well, Julian Phillips has uh, already well, tanked the Turkish League stock. has a big draft coming up. <laughs> well, could play in Iraq like Marshall Henderson. <laughs> Marshall Henderson's still one of the greatest SEC basketball players of all time. He is. He's on the all. He's on the all uh, heel team. If he's a captain of it for me, I loved hating that guy. He was good at what he did, and he knew how to get everybody riled up, and he just did it. You ever heard about the story where um, he came in against Conzo? And Conzo, he was he was chirping at Conzo before the game. And Conzo said something like "Shut up, kid" or whatever. And he said, uh, "I'm dropping." I think he said, "I'm dropping 30 tonight." I think that was the final tally. He said he was going to drop. And every time he'd score, he ran past Conzo and told him how many points he had. <laughs> oh man, we need a we need a Marshall Henderson. We need a Marshall Henderson as well in this program. We do have Twitter team. warriors though. Well, you're not allowed to have alpha males if you're Rick Barnes. 
You're gonna have a Rick Barnes has got to be the king alpha male in his own program. Yeah. I'm you, not kidding. You uh, must obey. Yeah. Must. Yeah, the, you know, that's kind of like Philip Fulmer for a year now. That's just like Philip Fulmer, like getting exactly. assistant coaches around him. He never yeah. wanted an assistant coach that could be better than him because he was so afraid of someone doing to him what he did to Johnny Majors, and then eventually ended up doing it to John Curry as well. Yeah, you know it's interesting, uh, and I'll just have you get well. I've, I've told I've told the three and out guys this before. Have you ever looked up the theory about Sam Walton? There's five tiers or five levels of leadership, and he was actually even though he was great at what he did, he was a fourth level leadership guy. He wasn't a fifth level leadership guy. Sam Walton principle. He made it all about him, and when he left, Walmart in and of itself collapsed. I know they're a, a gorilla, but everything about them that was everybody liked. Went, went to crap. Well, it's just like the and, Chicago Bulls, man. I mean, Jerry yeah. Krause yeah. purposely drove Phil Jackson out the door, Scottie Pippen, yes. and Michael yep. Jordan, and Dennis Rodman. That whole crew that built yep. that late 90s charge that won that second three-peat, he destroyed every bit of that. And then yep. when he realized he had messed up and that he couldn't go get anybody worth a damn, it's like, oh, well, I have things that are causing me physical distress with this job. Like, buddy, you sit in a chair and all you do is eat McDonald's every damn day of your life. Well, the thing that caused him physical stress, that's where I was going, was every every time he'd, he'd hammer a Big Mac, he'd inhale a Big Mac, that was what was causing physical distress. I mean, there's a reason but, Michael uh, Jordan called him Crumbs. Jeez, I never heard that one. That's good. <laughs> His name was Jerry uh, Crumbs. Wow. Well, guys, uh, lastly, I, you know, I think the way to fix this basketball team is uh, is to stop playing basketball this year. <laughs> Nothing's going to fix it. Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes looks aghast. Like he literally looks like he's lost in translation. He doesn't know how to coach guys that are like this. He's got guys. I, th- I really think that's the frustration you saw out of him last night. He's got his senior captain is choosing not to play basketball. You heard him after the game. Well, I have to believe that. If you say I have to believe that X Y Z. You definitely do not believe X, Y, or Z. And it's just a shame. They they had so much potential for this season. And they're just kind of crapping it away. You know what's going to end up happening. They're going to do a Conzo-like run, and, and hopefully Rick Barnes will be like, and I'm done because I don't want to deal with these yokels anymore. It, you know, everybody's like, oh, where's he going to retire? Move back to Hickory. He might. Because he's never assimilated. Rick Barnes is not one of us. Tony Vitello is as Italian as it comes, and he's assimilated. He's one of us, right? Absolutely. Uh, Josh Josh Heupel, he didn't really need to assimilate. He's just a Southerner that talks funny. You know, like, these guys are like us, and Rick Barnes is above us. I've always believed that he thinks he's better than this fan base. He was blown away that our fan base was interested in basketball when he came here. And to God. See ya. Appreciate the phone call, Roberto. Stay with us. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.